Hello and welcome to Africa in Focus. This is a production of Meeting of Minds, the leading exporter of African narratives. I am Edith Magak. A warning for listeners, this episode contains graphic accounts of sexual abuse. Listener discretion is therefore advised. As the war in Ethiopia's Tigray region marks its seventh month, evidence of sexual violence being used as a weapon of war continued to flow in. Girls as young as eight and women as old as 90 are being targeted, with some women recounting being gang-raped over several days by soldiers. A UN report confirmed that civilians are likewise being forced at gunpoint to rape members of their own families for their lives. A recently released USAID exposition also reveals that rape is a weapon of war in Tigray. They include a testimony from a woman who recalled her rapist saying he was cleansing the bloodlines of Tigrayan women. Sexual violence is used by soldiers as a way to fight this war. Of systematically organized rape by men in uniform in front of families and children. That's also what we've seen in the last six months in northern Ethiopia. The rapes there have not stopped. They are deliberately and systematically organized, targeted, ethnically based, and they're intended to terrorize, humiliate and brutalize. Out of these 200, around 106 are pregnant. 106 of them are uh, pregnant. So imagine, uh, it's very, uh, it's beyond our capacity to, uh, because they have to, the pregnancy has to be terminated, that uh, it's, it's becoming beyond our capacity to terminate all these pregnancies. Four military soldiers from the Amhara region got me and took me to a house. There, two of them raped me for days. They refused to give me food or water. They beat me whenever I tried to run away. I still suffer from back pains. I begged them to stop and asked them why they were doing this to me. They said it's because I'm from Tigray. Currently, the Ethiopian and Eritrean soldiers are employing rape as punishment towards those linked to the Tigray People's Liberation Front, TPLF. These two armies are not the sole offenders of such violations. The Tigrayan forces have also been accused, albeit on fewer occasions, of similar sexual crimes. However, irrespective of allegiances, sexual terrorism is plaguing Tigrayan society and is unlikely to decrease soon. A coordinator of a gender-based violence crisis centre in Tigray told reporters that rapes in the area have grown to over 25 daily cases. This number is probably higher, as many incidents go unreported because most victims keep these atrocities to themselves. Joining me now to help us understand this catastrophe is a gender-based violence specialist who hails from Tigray but is currently in Ethiopia's capital, Addis Ababa. For the sake of her safety, we will not mention her name. Thank you so much for speaking with me. My first question and concern is, What's the government's response to this? Isn't a government's foremost duty to protect its citizens from violence and danger? Um, the government tries to say something or try to say something, which is very offensive. Um, 
Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed Ali uh, officially admits the rape case and his meeting with the House of Representatives. And I'm quoting his speech. He said, their women were raped by men, but our soldiers were assaulted by daggers. This is what Prime Minister Ahmed Ali admits or trying to justify rape in front of the House of Representatives on live TV, national live TV. So I don't think I can add anything to this. I think this is enough answer to what is the government is doing. And when we talk about the rape victims, it's not just a gang rape. It's more than rape. Uh, we see a video where doctors try to remove nails, rocks, any piece of plastic from inside the bodies of rape victims. And also, they rape a 34 years old mother of three and inserted a hot metal rod into her genitals that burned her uterus. And they said, our problem is not with you, but with your womb. Your womb gives birth to the Wayani, means TPLA. A Tigrayan womb should not give birth. And currently, this victim, she can't sleep nor walk. She has to keep her legs spread at all time. And so far, we have over five kids, the same kids like hers. And the latest data we have right now is at least 67 new rape cases are reporting every day. This is daily report. At least 67 new cases of report every day in Tigray. And to give reference to what you have said, the first case you mention is um, on the video that was filmed on 17th February at a hospital in Adigrat in the north of Tigray. The footage shows a woman with her legs spread apart, lying on an operating table. You can see the doctor's hands as he operates on the woman. He uses forceps to extract two nails, several pieces of tissue, a balled-up plastic bag, and a rock from a vaginal cavity. This horrific story was shared on many media platforms, after which... A group of Eritrean soldiers came to their hospital intending to kill the victim, but she was moved to a safe location with her two children. Before we go on further, could you explain to us briefly about this war, where and how and why it started? Well, ever since the new government took place on April 2018, there were a lot of attempts on dehumanizing the people of Tigray, um, like name-calling, like daytime Haina, and so on. And also killing of innocent Tigrayans who lives outside of Tigray. Um, and on November 4th, the government said the Northern Command of Ethiopia was attacked. And that was the official narration of how the war starts from the government side. But uh, we knew that the war was started long before the November 4. Uh, 
uh, because the <clears throat> government of Tigray region was um, calling for international societies uh, on telling that the Eritrean border, the Eritrean militaries have passed the Eritrean border or entered to the Tigray region. So the war was started long before November 4th. But since then, uh, girls from Tigray, women from Tigray was gang raped, pregnant, got HIV, kidnapped. The youngest who was raped was four to 18 years old nun. Um, it's over 10,000 women got raped since the war officially started on November 4. So officially, the war began on 4th November. That's when the Prime Minister of Ethiopia, Rabi Hamed, declared war on its northern region of Tigray. The Tigray People's Liberation Front, TPLF, dominated Ethiopia's ruling coalition for nearly three decades, with Tigrayans who make up around 6% of Ethiopians' population holding important positions in politics and business. But their autocratic rule, followed by protests, opened the door for Abiy Ahmed to become Ethiopia's prime minister in 2018. Tensions between Ethiopia's federal state and Addis Ababa and TPLF have been building since then. The Tigray leaders have accused Mr. Ahmed of sidelining them, being unfairly targeted in corruption prosecutions. They have also complained of being removed from top posts and broadly scapegoated for the country's woes. The feud became more intense after Tigray held its own election in September, defying Abiy's government, which postponed national polls because of the coronavirus pandemic. Addis Ababa ruled that Tigray government was unlawful, and in return, Tigray said it no longer recognized Abiy's administration. When TPLF attacked federal forces stationed in the territory of 4th November, Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed ordered an offensive against the region. And the conflict officially began. What has followed is months of clashing with disturbing humanitarian implications. Tigrayan forces are fighting against the Ethiopian National Defense Force, who have partnered with troops from neighboring Eritrea and other militias within Ethiopia, specifically Amhara forces. These three forces are responsible for the ethnic-based targeted attacks, large-scale looting, and the sexual violence. Well, practically it's, uh, practically it's five forces against one, the Ethiopian military force, the Amhara militia and FANO. FANO is an Amhara armed use group, and also Eritrean troop, and also UAE drone. And there were also evidences that the Somali force from Somaliland was their part, were part of the war on Tigray. So it's these five forces against one, the TDF, Tigray Defense Force. So it's practically five against one. And it is the Ethiopian military force, the Amhara militia and Fano and the Eritrean troops uh, who are basically responsible for the uh, gang rape, kidnapped and torture of the Tigrayan women. And it's very hard to find them uh, or to give them a medical service because um, as a, a massive 
uh, reported almost all medical facilities, healthcare facilities, was destroyed and looted by the Eritrean troops. Uh, so currently, it's only the Ma'ala uh, Aider Hospital who is uh, capable of treating these people. And because of uh, the area, is still is not... Uh, um, it's, it's a war zone and this woman, these survivors, these victims could not travel to Maqala is the hardest thing of all because they could not get, they're not getting any medical attention uh, on time. So um, besides their pain, they were, they are trying to travel uh, two to three days so that they could reach to Maqala city and get the medical attention or medical service or medical treatment. These atrocities can be almost described as genocide. According to the United Nations, genocide is when certain acts are committed with the intention of destroying in whole or in part a national, ethnic, racial or religious group. Would you say this feels like a genocide to you? Apart from the mass rapes, there's also starvation crimes as a weapon of war. And Maybe you would like to comment on the Sunday, 23rd May, newspaper report by Britain's Telegraph that the Ethiopian and Eritrean armies are targeting civilians in Tigray region with chemical weapons. Um, yeah, it's true. And we have been talking about this for the past four months. Um, there were some signs and evidence and also witnesses that the Ethiopian Eritrean army are using this chemical. Mm, but because of that the village or that area was under the Eritrean army and it was very hard to get inside and also uh, get the victims and the necessary medical equipment or treatment was very hard. Uh, but we knew about this and we have been talking about this, but... Lately, as you see, we find we finally succeeded uh, to get them to hospital, and also we finally succeeded to get the enough evidence about this chemical. Uh, and I'm very grateful, and I'm, I would like to say thank you for everyone, even the doctors and even the volunteers who is helping on finding an evidence about this thing and also the those who helps on the transportation of this uh, victims to the hospital. And finally, I would like to say, I, I will also say thank you for the news platform um, that shows the truth that we have been talking for the past four months that because it it helps us to create awareness about this thing. Uh, and if you see the MSF report, almost over 70% of the Tugray facilities, health facilities, are destroyed and looted by the Eritrean troop. Um, it is genocide, but this genocide is not only against Tugrayan women. It's against all Tagaru Tigran because um, there are a lot of evidences or videos showing that the 
Ethiopian military, the Maharafano, and also the Eritrean troops killing young Tigrans and throwing them over the cliff. Um, there are a lot of videos, you will find them, and also uh, there were a lot of reporting on that video soon, CNN, BBC, Al Jazeera, and most of them. So clearly, it's genocide against Tigran in general, not just women, but they use rape as a means of war for the international community. All I want to say is help, because as long as I know, as long as I know, and as long as my experience, I never seen a country who's deliberately, deliberately and focused on trying to clean or to kill a whole region with the help of outsider force. I think. In my, in my knowledge, Ethiopia will be the first to invite outsider force, such Eritrea, Eritrean troops, so that and allowing the Eritrean troops to kill her own people. Well, at this point, I don't call myself like Ethiopian because I've seen firsthand how the Ethiopian government and how how the Ethiopian people are acting or feeling towards the pain of my people, towards the pain of me. So help, because of course the Tigrayan Defense Force are doing all they can to protect and to bring back the land to its owners. But also we need also the international community to push. The first one we need is to to be free of the Eritrean troops. We want them out, out of Tigray. And we also want the Amhara militia or FANO out of Tigray. So I need the international community to push because we knew in history when the international community failed people. And I don't think we need to repeat that. I don't think we need another history on Tigray genocide, like we still talk about Rwanda genocide. That's enough. We had enough genocides. And I don't think leaders, international leaders, world leaders, and the international community will see or will watch this or will let this thing happen on their watch. Because I've seen how people were acting towards the current Israel and Palestine war. Here, the difference is our own government is paying and is letting outsider force just to kill its own citizens, its own people. So I want, I want the international community to know about this. And where are all the feministists? Where are the international feminists? Where are they? We've been talking about this non-stop for the past six months, but I can say I've seen none. None of those that, that call themselves a feminist or feminist organization. Non-Ethiopian feminist organization, international feminist organization. Where are they, boys? Where are they? 
what are they doing when the government is letting and paying outsider force and also the military force when the government sent this military force and troops to rape my sister to rape my mother where are they this war will end it has to end sooner rather than later in recent days there has been pressure from the international community a few days ago the united states imposed restrictions on economic and security assistance to ethiopia over the conflict and announced visa restrictions on Ethiopian and Eritrean officials and others who were accused of atrocities. The EU, African Union, world leaders and several international agencies have also been calling for an end to hostilities and for Eritrea to remove its forces from Tigray. When all this is over, how do you think a reconciliation between Tigray and the national government of Ethiopia will look like? Um, reconciliation? I don't think so. Well, I'm not just speaking about myself, but I can speak on behalf of the Tagaro, Tigrans. There's no reconciliation. And we don't even want reconciliation. And, and I don't even think the Japan needs reconciliation too. At this point, what we need is stop the war. And as you said, one way or another, the war will stop. So what we need is, as to gravity, as to grand, all I need is my people and my land. All we Tagaro Tigrans need is our people and our land. Then we will have our own country. Then we will start from the, from the scratch, building our big Tigray. And we called it Abba Tigray. So um, this is our plan. This is what we have for Tigray, Tigray, the new country. But reconciliation, mm -mm, no. And to add, and to add to that, uh, there will not be reconciliation with the Ethiopians because not only the Ethiopian government, but the Ethiopian people were the ones cheering for the military saying, I stand with the Ethiopian military. Uh, and they were also cheering of, cheering after the news of the days of the Tigran heroes, like Ambassador Suyu Mesfen. They were cheering and they were saying congratulations in front of us, just because one hero Tigrans did. And the Ethiopians, they were laughing at our pain. They were even insulting us when we dress or black dress or when we mourn the deaths of our people, the deaths of family members, the deaths of our relatives. Organizations were uh, prohibiting their employees not to wear black dress because of mourning of people who died in Tigray in the war. And every time we cry, every time we get so emotional, and every time we, talk, we try to talk, it's a human right. And these civilians are, they're, they're just civilians. And that the days of civilians, every time we speak that the days of civilians in our right, they laugh at our face.
And they warn us not to cry. They warn us not to feel pain. And even if one single Tigran cry, talk about the human rights, talk about the rape, talk about using starvation as a means of war, they will call us a junta. So even me as a person, as a person from Tigray, the government frozen my account for a month without no reason. So do you expect me or do you expect us after all this? It's not just the government, our problem or the problem is not with just the government, but the people, our neighbors, our colleagues, cheering the government, cheering, giving the support for the government while the government kills my family. And this, my neighbors, my colleagues, were also not allowing me to cry over the death of my family. So I don't think a reconciliation is on the table, it's off the table. Right now, all we need is our people and our land. So even from the scratch, we will beat our own Tigray. And trust me, this day will pass. This day shall pass. And tomorrow, as a Tagaru, as a Tigran, we will build the bigger Tigray that no one ever, no one ever dreamed. That the Ethiopians fear to even speak, to even call the name Tigray or Tagaru. What's your last thoughts or final word? Or my final word will be Tigray will prevail. That's all for today. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation. And a special thank you to our guests from Ethiopia. For more in-depth news, you can catch all our previous features and stories online at meetingofmindsuk.uk. For Africa in Focus, this is Edith Magak. Our editor is Hana Uguru. Until next time, thanks for listening and goodbye.